Welcome to the weekly podcast channel for the Wilmington Church of Christ. We hope that this channel inspires and encourages you to take the gospel to all people, transforms hearts to be like Christ, and trains disciples to make disciples. For more information about our church, please go to wcconline.org. Enjoy the message. My name is Jack Tamplin. I'm a um, reactivated elder for the Wilmington Church of Christ. My wife is a financial administrator. Uh, our four kids are serving in uh, their congregations in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and Missouri, uh, along with uh, their 10 kids, our uh, grandchildren. I have a question that I seriously want each of you to ponder your own individual answer. Why Jesus came into the world? You're asked by a coworker, a friend, a relative, a neighbor, the question, why Jesus came into the world, what would your answer be? Well, let me give you the answer of some Bible college graduates. Jesus came into the world to save us, to fulfill the prophecies, to redeem us, to save the world, to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Every one of those answers are incorrect. Let that soak in a second. Jesus said, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Jesus was on trial. He was on the witness stand. He was asked, why did you come into the world? And his answer was to testify to the truth. In the Gospel of John, no less than 25 times, Jesus uses the double emphatic, truly, truly, or translated verily, verily, to emphasize the truth of his word. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. You think truth is important to Jesus? Now, the graduate students' answers were actually correct. Uh, yes, Jesus came to save us, to fulfill the prophecies, to redeem us, to save the world, and to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. But I want to focus our attention for a few minutes on what Jesus said when he was on the witness stand. He came to testify to the truth. And Jesus uh, and Pilate said, um, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world to testify to the truth. So let's talk a few minutes about what is truth. Actually, Pilate asked that question of Jesus, but he, it was rhetorical for him. He wasn't expecting Jesus to answer. And Pilate said to Jesus, what is truth? Well, let's deal with that a few minutes. In John MacArthur's book, The Truth War, he writes, 
On almost every level of society, we are wit witnessing a profoundly radical paradigm shift, a wholesale overhaul in the way people think about the truth itself. The concept of truth is therefore under heavy attack in the philosophical community, the academic world, and in the realm of worldly religion. <clears throat> The goal, clearly, is to usher every notion of truth off into oblivion. We live today in a postmodern society. Postmodernism is generally is marked by a tendency to dismiss the possibility of any sure and settled knowledge of the truth. Nothing is certain, and the thoughtful person will never speak with too much conviction about anything. Strong conv convictions about any point of truth are judged supremely arrogant and hopelessly naive. Get this, everyone is entitled to his own truth. William Provine was a uh, distinguished university professor at Cornell. Uh, he taught uh, the history of biology, um, ecology, evolutionary biology. And on April the 30th of 1994, during a debate at Stanford University, he made these points. There are no gods or purposive forces. No ultimate foundation for ethics. No free will. No life after death. No ultimate meaning in life. Wow, that's really encouraging speech, wasn't it? Uh, Ingrid Newkirk, who's president of the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, stated in an article, Save the Animals, get this, a rat is a pig, is a dog, is a boy. Let that soak in for a second. Clarence Darrow, an American lawyer, leading member of the American Civil Liberties Union and famous for the Scopes Monkey Trial, was cited in the best of humanity, the purpose of man is like the purpose of the polywog, to wiggle along as far as he can without dying or to hang on to life until death takes him. Wow, what encouraging words. Think about it. What could be more wicked than deceiving a person into believing there is no God, there is no truth, there is no sin, there's no life after death, there's no heaven, there's no hell. But you know the source of these wicked lies? He said to the woman, did God really say? The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth, and so be saved. The time will come when men will put up with, will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. 
My wife Dee and I ordered our tombstone today. That's called a monument or headstone. And sometime this fall when Sugar Grove, Sugar Grove Cemetery will be set, and it'll have our date of birth. Fortunately, so far it won't have our date of death. We're doing this because we want to make it a little easier on our kids and our grandkids when that time comes for us. Uh, but we're also doing it because of the scriptures. All go to the same place. All come from dust, and to dust all return. Just as people are destined to die once, and after that, to face the judgment. Now, William Provine, that I just quoted earlier, died September 1 of 2015. Clarence Darrow, that I also quoted, died March 13, 1938. Charles Darwin, who have not mentioned yet, who wrote The Origin of the Species, basically the father of evolution, died April 19, 1882. What's my point? My point is, until Jesus comes, we all die physically. But Dee and I believe we're not going to be left in the grave. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Satan does not want you and does not want your children, does not want your grandchildren, does not want your co-workers, your family members, your loved ones to come to the truth. But you and I have a responsibility to reveal the truth, to proclaim the truth. Born in the mid-90s to early 1910s is a generation called Generation Z. And they currently make up 26% of our population. 90% of these young people own a smartphone. 92% have a digital footprint. Now, for those of you in my generation, a digital footprint is information on the internet of their online activity. 80% feel distressed when kept away from their electronic devices. 70% watch more than two hours of YouTube each day. 50% are connected online for 10 hours a day. 40% say they are addicted to their phones. Some of the traits of Generation Z Anxiety and depression. The Economist magazine says Generation Z is stressed, depressed, and exam-obsessed. The survey among Generation Z regarding what are their concerns and their fears shows that nearly 75% have anxiety and depression, over 50% of them are concerned about bullying, 50% drug addiction, well over 40% concerned about alcohol, drinking alcohol, 
and they're concerned about poverty and teen pregnancy and gangs. This is what's in their minds. This is what concerns them. This is what is foremost among them. We have a responsibility in this postmodern society in which we live to proclaim the truth. These young people, and not just these young people, those in, that are millennials and the older generations who have not yet accepted Jesus need to hear the words, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, there's a lot of teaching out there today that there are so many other ways to salvation, that is, if there is salvation, if there is afterlife, other than through Jesus. If we believe the scriptures, which I do believe in the scriptures, from Genesis through Revelation, then I know the only way that I'm going to enter heaven is through Jesus Christ. However, what should be our attitude toward people who are not yet in Christ, who have not yet accepted him, who have not yet been washed by his blood, who have not yet had their names written in his eternal book of life? Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Is our belief in the scriptures strong enough? Do we really believe in this word? from A to Z, from Alpha to Omega, from Genesis through Revelation, that this really is God's word. And when it says there's eternal salvation, there's eternal damnation, do we really believe it? When the Son of Man comes in his glory and the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. The king will reply, truly, notice the word, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? 
he will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Now listen to the last part of what Jesus is saying. Then they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. I am concerned for Generation Z. I'm concerned for the millennials. I'm concerned for anyone who's bought into the lie that God doesn't exist. The Bible is really a nice collection of stories, but it's not really true. That there really is no heaven or hell. And I feel a strong responsibility to proclaim the truth. 2,207 people entered the Titanic. And on April the 15th, 1912, 1,495 of them perished when the Titanic sank. Now, if it was within your power to go back to 1912, and as the people were getting ready to enter the Titanic, would you take the responsibility of saying, don't enter the Titanic, you're going to die? Would you do it? That's a serious question. Would you have the fortitude to stand up against all odds and say, don't enter the Titanic, you're going to die? Now, let me tell you something much, much more significant than telling people not to enter the Titanic. It's to tell them the truth of the Scriptures. If you want to enter into eternal life, if you want your sins forgiven, if you want strength and guidance while you're navigating this difficult life that we have, and especially right now through this pandemic, Understand that the only way is through Jesus Christ. The only way is through him. And through accepting his word, turning away from your sins, being baptized, and having your sins washed away through the blood of Jesus. If this message has inspired you or encouraged you, we would love if you shared it with a friend. To help support ministries like this one, go to wcconline.org slash donate.